one of the things I talked about last night on one of our group calls that we have inside of Thriver was just this idea of being consistent. And it's one of the hardest things for people to do, especially from narcissistic abuse, especially from the frame of like, hey, I don't know if I can even show up for myself today because of all the abuse, all the things that you've actually been through. And being consistent is one of the biggest things that's actually going to help you continue the course of you actually growing and developing yourself to a place that you can show up in a healthy and a whole and a happy way that you can actually find the version of you that you're actually looking for. But it comes down to this piece of consistency. So I want to ask you today, what do you need to be consistent on? Maybe this is a new habit that you need to bring. Maybe this is a new aspect of your healing. Maybe this is a meditation. Maybe this is a journaling practice. Maybe this is something that you're doing on a day-to-day basis to actually get consistent for you. You see, it's easy for people to flare up and to be like, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to get healed. I'm going to work on myself today. And they have all these great moves for one day or for two days. But then what happens to that flame and that fire the next day? A lot of times it starts to disappear. It starts to wane. And oftentimes it's waned already because of the fact that the other person, the toxic person in your life has told you you're not worth it, has told you you're not good enough, has told you you can't do any better. How many of you right now would say that you feel beat down by the relationship that you're in? Type in me into the chat if you're like, I feel beat down completely. Like I don't have any confidence. I don't have any self-esteem. I don't feel like I have any self-worth. I just feel lost. Type in me into the chat. Because we see this happen in toxic relationships where you've been pushed down so often, you no longer know who you are. Have you seen that? With a piece of where it feels like your identity has disappeared, where it feels like you don't even know who you are anymore. I was talking with a client earlier. We were talking about, okay, what is your purpose? What is your direction? They're like, I don't even know. I don't even have a purpose. I don't even have a direction because I haven't had a chance to even think about that. I haven't a chance to be able to think about myself. All I've had a chance is to be able to worry about what's going to happen the next day. How is he going to respond? How is he going to interact? Understanding that this piece will continue to beat you down over and over and over again. The toxic person, the narcissist, is always going to keep putting you down over and over to keep you trapped, to keep you stuck, to keep you going back over and over and ultimately be stuck forever. 10 months out and still figuring it out. Awesome. I'm glad you're out. Like that's like first stage. Several me's in the chat over it, but kept kept uh, kept months. Um, try to come up with positive thought every time I ask myself how he could treat me the way he did. Yeah, no, that's good. Like, what is that thought that it needs to be? How are you going to develop that? How are you going to keep that consistent? Uh, what's the price for your different courses, challenges, and one-on-one? So the challenges that we have, we have a seven-day challenge, which is seven dollars. Just starting you under under the aspect of like, what is narcissism, narcissistic abuse, reactive abuse, what's that actually look like? Then we have a much more in-depth challenge, which is the clarity challenge. And that's 45 days of diving in of how to break the trauma bond, get rid of the obsessive thoughts, the rumination, the guilt that you actually have, and have the tool to be able to work on the triggers, the emotional triggers or responses that are having in those moments. Uh, The 45-day clarity challenge is $4.95. You can break that up over three months. I need to work on ignoring the flying monkeys. Ignoring the flying monkeys is really hard because you have to start setting up boundaries and barriers that say, hey, I'm not going to let these toxic people actually be in my life. It's one of the hardest things. But you have to be able to understand to be able to move forward. You have to get clear what is actually the truth. 
If you have flying monkeys, you don't have truthful people. You don't have people that are honest with you. You don't have people that actually care about you. You have people that have been lied to, abused, and manipulated oftentimes by the narcissist to carry out what the narcissist wants. Those people, flying monkeys, those people have ascribed to the narcissist reality. Therefore, they're just as bad. You're going to have to go to a contact. You're going to have to move forward, and you're going to have to continue to move on. What if the flying monkeys are good people who really believe the narcissist? Then they've ascribed to that person's reality and good people are not. They're believing a lie. They're living a lie. So you have to be able to say, this is what it is. If you don't like it, then we're going to have to part ways. My ex is in jail and I'm scared to be honest in court. hundred percent. Like that's going to be a really difficult piece to be able to walk through. I would, I would encourage you to jump in either the challenges, get some support, get a community, because that's going to help you a lot going through that, especially working with people that have had to be in your shoes. Uh, I journaled last year and we were together. What are your opinions on me writing that into a book? There are obviously safety issues, but should I consider anything I may not be aware of? I would say do it if you want to, just be careful. Like you never know what kind of ramifications might come or if he'll reach back out. So just be careful with that. Told me he got remarried, bought the new dog I wanted, et cetera. Yeah. A lot of times they're going to do the different things to trigger you. This is the thing, until you actually have a tool to be able to help the emotional triggers, you will continue to be triggered, whether it's seeing a person's car, whether it's interacting with a certain person and hearing a certain phrase, seeing how someone's standing, driving by a restaurant that you used to be at, hearing a song on the radio, like whatever it might be, you're going to have these triggers in your life. The question is, what are you going to do about them? We actually provide a consistent way to be able to work through them, to be able to help you in the triggers, to be able to help you in that process. It's what I do every single day to help ground my mind, to ground who I am, to understand what is the actual truth of the situation versus spiraling out versus getting like all, all bent out of shape because of something that happened, but it was just a trigger. We had someone in one of our um, challenges the other night, uh, actually not in challenge in our Thriver community. We had someone in one of the Thriver communities the other night that mentioned like they were so thankful because they actually saw the narcissist. He drove by in his car, saw him and she didn't get triggered. And the reason why she didn't get triggered is because she's done the work. She's put in the work required every single day, working on transforming her mindset so that he no longer has hold in her life. So he's no longer able to trigger and mentally like screw her up for the rest of the day. That's what we offer inside the Clarity Challenge, an actual tool that helps you rewire your mindset. Why would a narcissist block me after divorce? I was the one who broke no contact many times. I went back to him while he was with his new supply. He never blocked me during seven years of marriage. Uh, it could be to control the narrative. could be to look good for the other person. could be because he did that because what the other person said. could be to do it just to mess with you. If anything, you need to go in. You need to block him now. Now he's blocked you. You go ahead and block. So when he goes on block and come back, he can't. Felt like I was finally on my way to healing and growth. Now gaslighting is worse than ever before. Consider how broken and hurt I feel. It's like there's no progress at all. 100%, I get that. It's a lot of people that you make strides forward and all of a sudden it feels like you're all the way back, okay? So what I would say is we need to get you in a consistent process where you can continue that growth and it's not gonna stop. I've moved out of state, changed name, getting notices of background checks on you. Yeah, because just moving away isn't going to fix the problem. You're still going to have the obsessive thoughts. You're still going to have the rumination. You're still going to have sometimes longing to go back to a toxic person. You're like, this doesn't even make sense. I don't even want to be with this person. But oftentimes they will come back.
You're right, by the way. He promised change and transparency. Dangle that transparency as a carrot, giving and taking away my access to his WhatsApp as a reward, punishment, deleting, manipulating conversations, etc. Yeah, we see it all the time. Narcissists will manipulate and will drag things out just to keep you stuck in the relationship. If he can keep you confused, you won't actually make a move to get free. This is why the challenge that we offer is the clarity challenge because it's giving you clarity of what you actually need to do. It's not telling you to go into contact. It's not forcing you to do something. It's saying, hey, let's look at the facts. Does he actually care about you? Well, he says he cares about me. Okay, what is actually demonstrated? Where's the evidence? Where's the actual facts of him actually being honest, being vulnerable, showing actual true change? Where are those actually at? You don't have any change, you need to leave. 